guys, Justin Nelson here again with the Icon Podcast. And once again, it's still bright, sunshiny out all over the world. So I'm super excited to have Dave with us today. And Dave, I just want to say it's an honor to have you on the Icon Podcast with us. Thank you so much, Justin. It's really great to be here with you. I'm excited to, uh, to spend a little time with you guys. I love this, man. Well, like I tell everybody, usually on most podcasts, like I really don't know you all that well outside of all the rumors I've heard about you at EXP through all of my buddies. Um, so let's just kind of start off with, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience. Where are you located? And then just kind of give us, you know, your few minute elevator pitch on who is Dave and how have you built a real estate team? Absolutely. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles, California. I've been a real estate agent for 25 years. Started when I was really, really young and no one should have trusted me to sell a house, but I did. Uh, and over the years, it's evolved to a team called Think Real Estate. And we have myself plus eight other, other agents on the team right now. And what makes us unique, Justin, is we are geographic farmers. So all eight of our team members have a geographic farm that they work to grow their business. I love that. I love that. So they're each one's really niched down. It's not like you have three agents working in one neighborhood. They all kind of have like their own territory that they specialize Correct. in. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm really excited to pick your brain because I know for the longest time, like EXP wasn't super big in the Los Angeles market and some of the price points that you guys play in. And so I'm really excited to pick your brain on that. So what's kind of been your real estate journey in terms of brokerages? Like where have you been? Have you been a broker yourself? Were you always, were you ever on a team? Like what's kind of been your personal real estate journey and when did you start this team um, that you're currently running now? Okay, great question. Um, again, 25 years in the business pegs me back in the early 1990s. Um, and I started with a, a, a firm here in Los Angeles that was just an LA-based brokerage called Fred Sands. Uh, I moved over to another LA-based brokerage. Um, and then that became Berkshire Hathaway, which I was there for a few years. And then I went over to Keller Williams. So, um, so I, I have always been an independent agent. I was never on a team uh, in the 19, in the, in 2007, eight, nine, and that whole disaster, I became an REO agent and uh, ended up selling 107 houses a year in Los Angeles, which is a lot of units in Los Angeles. Um, and then when that dried up, I kind of realized, you know what, I need to kind of redefine something because I, make, I made the, the biggest mistake you can make as an REO agent. Mm. I let my non-REO business die. Ah, I see. You know, I didn't stay in touch with my past clients in my sphere. I was so wrapped up in the REO world that I sold 107 houses that year and like five of them were to my sphere. Gotcha. It was wow. so, yeah, it was the biggest mistake an REO agent could have made. Well, that makes sense because a lot of REO business isn't going to be repeat business for you right away just because of the circumstances that those people were in. True. And once that, that dried up and the economy started to turn around and there were less REOs, well, that business completely just disappeared. Mm -hmm. So now we're looking at 2012, 2013, that business is pretty much disappearing quickly. Gotcha. So I had to kind of redefine myself. Gotcha. And that's kind of when you built the team that you kind of have now and started that, those fundamental blocks for that. Sort of. That was ha what happened in 2012 is I was walking my dog in my neighborhood and I love my neighborhood. You know, average price point here is about a million dollars. And I, I look around and I thought, I love my neighborhood. Why are, am I not selling houses in my neighborhood? 
What do mm -hmm. I have to do to break into this neighborhood that I live in, that I've lived in for 15 years at the time? Mm -hmm. So we did it. And I put together a plan to, uh, to break into my neighborhood as, a, as a, the number one realtor to become the number one realtor. So for one year, I sent out postcards gener to generate business in my farm. And after one year of doing that, I had zero calls, zero business, zero listings from my farm. Wow. So obviously I had other business coming in from my sphere and throughout the years of being in the business, but breaking into my geographic farm, Justin, after one year was a disaster. I had yeah. zero to show for it. Uh, that's crazy. Just the, so talk to me, how did you break that? Like, how did you get through that barrier? And ultimately, like, when did you take your first deal out of your neighborhood? Good question. So after a year of sending out postcards uh, and having zero results, I decided I need to ask myself a different question. Mm -hmm. And the question I was asking is, how do I become the number one agent? Okay. Yeah. So since that wasn't working, I decided what's the best lead a realtor can get. It's a referral from a sphere. It's a referral from a friend. That's the best lead we can possibly have. Mm -hmm. So then I decided the question I needed to ask myself is how do I make the people in my farm my friend? Yeah. How God. do I become part of their sphere and make them part of my sphere? Mm -hmm. So I realized that postcards weren't going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I decided I needed to do something boots on the ground that would get, allow me to meet people in the farm. Now, I was never like a door knocker that liked to go, knock, knock, do you want to sell your house? Okay. Yeah. I can't really justify myself doing that. Mm -hmm. However, I did a neighborhood yard sale event in my okay. farm. I sent out 2,400 invitations for everybody to have a yard sale on a certain day. I had 52 people sign up. Wow. It was a huge event. And that actually got me known in the neighborhood. Then wow. I decided to start a book drive and okay. I did a book drive in my farm. Here's how it worked. My assistant would send out 50 cards to neighbors and they yep. would say, Hey, Dave Robles is going to be at your house on Tuesday to collect any books you want to donate to the library. Just 50 of them. Then on Tuesday, I would go out to those 50 houses and say, hi, Dave Robles here. Do you have any books you want to donate to the library? Yes. No, doesn't really matter. While I'm here, I want you to know the market's doing really well, and you would be shocked to know what your house would sell for. Yeah. Really? How much do you think? And that's all you're trying to do is just have yeah. a conversation with a homeowner about the value of their home at their doorstep. And that's it. And, be and because it was your neighborhood, like I, if, like if I randomly did that in a location I didn't know much about, I maybe couldn't spout out a number, but I feel like even without running comps, you probably had a pretty rough idea of the activity on those streets, you know, in the general vicinity. So you're able to give them a rough ballpark. Oh yeah, totally. And, and, but there's also a script behind that too. I mean, if you tell somebody, well, your house is worth exactly $950,000, they don't need you anymore. No, not at all. You gave it all away. Yeah. So, you know, the script, Justin is actually, well, houses like yours seem to be going between 800 and a million one you know, tell me a little bit about your, about your house and I'll fine tune that for you. And then let me take a look and then let me come back with a, an analysis and a contract, of course. Um, and, and it's kind of that, that type of step 
process. Wow. No, I love that. I love that. So you're starting to now grow your residential business again. And I know you've said you've only been at eXp now for a year. So for those who are listening, uh, I'd love for you to tell them like you were at some big brokerages, right? Big names, great companies. You know, we've all learned a lot from where we've been, but like what made you make the switch? Like, you know, was, was it just you finding the model? Did someone introduce you to it? Like for you in a market where eXp is not like super, it wasn't just like massive at the time. Like, yeah, why did you make on. the jump? It's still not in Los Angeles. In in we moved over in April of 2019. Okay. okay? There were 80 Los Angeles EXP agents in Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah, Los Angeles has 100,000 realtors at least. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there were 80, and I brought my team over, and we became 90 people now in EXP. Yeah. So you know, it's still pretty underserved with EXP agents, but I know that's changing. Your question about why would I change? I have a broker's license. I okay. could have opened up my own brokerage. No. Um, and I have, a, I've, I have close to a lot of broker owners, high level guys that own like, you know, a dozen prudential offices. Mm -hmm. And one thing I could tell is that the broker model, the traditional broker model is a dinosaur and mm -hmm. it is not changing. Realtors do not like change. Yeah. Okay? As we just were adverse to change. Yep. But you know what? Above us, the, the companies above us, they don't like change either. Mm -hmm. okay? So yep. they were not reading the, uh, the landscape and adjusting the sales to what was yep. happening. Gotcha. Very similar to the way Blockbuster wasn't adjusting their sales. Okay? Mm -hmm. The way Circuit City wasn't adjusting their sales. The way book, bookstores were, you know, all of these companies saw what was coming and either didn't think it was going to affect them and they did not make the changes needed to be made. And that is happening right now in the real estate community, in the, on the broker level. Yeah, no, I, I love that. So was there anything that like uh, immediately, because I'm sure there's lots of things you like or else you wouldn't still be here. Like, is there one thing in particular that you really liked about the model that kind of showed you, hey, it looks like they're making some change that's going to make sure that my business keeps flourishing? Absolutely. My team is called Think Real Estate and we're in Los Angeles. And I love being able to provide kind of a boutique real estate mm. agency look and vibe and service that is backed up with a national brand. Gotcha. And that's what, that's why I didn't open my own brokerage and EXP allows you to do that better than any other broker model that I have seen. That, that makes sense because a lot of the other ones with their franchises, you, it so pushes the franchise's name, right? Whether it's a Remax, a KW Century 21, because you have to, because it's the franchise. So you have the name of the franchise and you have a name of the company. And so then you put your name on it and it's like third fold to everything. Right. You know, layer on top of that, the uh, ability to own a piece of this company through stock. I mean- yeah. I bought a lot of stock in the year I was with the company on the uh, agent stock award program that has gone up five times. Yeah. I mean, I've got a couple hundred grand in stock right now and that's just impossible, impossible mm -hmm. to have happened at any other brokerage, not even, uh, not even close. I love that. I love that. So talk to us, you know, you, you came over for some certain reasons, you know, change and everything seems to have met your expectation because you're still relatively new to eXp. So I'd love to hear that. Is there anything that in the year you've been here, that's kind of been a shock in terms of like, I didn't even know that that was a thing at eXp, but I really, really think that that's really cool or it's helping my business flourish. Is there been anything that's kind of been a shock to you that you didn't yeah, know a lot I, about? 
I, I think one, one thing I was really concerned about was, um, you know, you have the people that introduced you into EXP and the people above yep. them. And, and that, you know, call it a line of, of people tend to be kind of tight knit, hopefully, because that's important. Yeah, of course. But the people who are in other lines, for example, are equally generous with their time and their yeah. knowledge. And it's not about that. It's not about, you know, uplines and downlines. And I, yeah. I hate those terms, but yeah. it's really about, hey, if that guy comes to EXP under you, Justin, EXP yep. is still a better company. EXP yep. is stronger for it. And yep. that is a, a true sentiment that I believe exists in EXP. And I'm very glad about it. Oh, I love that. I love that. So talk to me about your team. I asked this for all team people. Like you brought your, your team over. It sounds like based on your numbers, you pretty well brought a majority of them. Did you have any concern or like, how did you approach that? Like a lot of people don't make the move because they're scared that they're going to lose these team members that they've worked so hard to coach and mentor and train. And even though it still might be the best decision for them, they're scared to make the jump. So how did you approach yeah. that? How'd you talk to your team and what, how'd that play out? Um, we had a meeting at an escrow company. And uh, I, I, they didn't understand, they didn't know what was gonna happen. They didn't know what the meeting was about. And uh, I just introduced to them what EXP was because it wasn't on any of their radars and a couple mm -hmm. of them have heard about it. But a good friend of mine joined EXP a year and a half before I did. And I've been kind of watching him and, and then a few other people joined, you know, that's the way it happens. Um, and then, then I realized I need to do this. Um, and so I introduced EXP as a concept to my team. I had a, a good, you know, slideshow presentation. And then I said, we are moving to EXP. And they said, when? And I said, Friday. <laughs> you know, that was like two days away. And we did it. And we moved on Friday. And in about six days, every single one of us were no longer uh, uh, KW agents, but we are now EXP agents. So it happened pretty quickly. And everybody came. I love that. Now, have you, have you seen any benefits yet for your team members being over here? Because obviously you wouldn't have made the jump if you felt that it was going to harm your team members and splits or, you know, production or culture. So like what have been some benefits that you've seen your team be able to kind of tap into since they've been at eXp? Three listings that have come directly from eXp workspace. Ah, that, that. That, that was a referral through somebody posting, hey, I've got a, a lead for you in Los Angeles and my agents jumping on it and, and receiving referrals from eXp agents around the country. That makes sense. And so that I think for a lot of no, I love that because I think a lot of people listening to this may be at big brokerages where they've been established for 30 years. And if a referral comes, they don't even stand a chance a lot of times to receive it. So I love yeah. how you kind of have a different perspective where your agents are actually getting referrals, even though you're in an underserved market as far as EXP goes. You know, and they all took advantage of the um, stock awards program and, and they all took, they got, they all make more because the cap is less. Yeah. So, you know, it's been a positive move for everybody, 100%. That's awesome. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about this Icon Award because you, your Icon journey is a little bit unique compared to some people. So kind of tell me, like, how did you guys hit the Icon in your guys' status? So what did you have to do to get the Icon Award? And then when you got the Icon Award, what was the financial benefit? Because that's obviously, you know, for everybody listening, the reason why we started the Icon Podcast was I had no clue what the Icon even was before I came to EXP. I might have missed it on the slideshow. I might not have listened to it. And then when I got here, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I cannot believe that that's a thing. So Dave, what is the Icon Award and how did you guys achieve it? And what was the financial benefit to you got guys? It. 
uh, at EXP, the Icon Award is given to an agent who makes their cap and then sells 20 houses, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. Um, in some markets, like in Los Angeles, that's not as easy as markets in lesser expense because our, our, um, our volume here is so high. We have about a million dollar average sale. Yep. So the other way you can make Icon is to make your cap and then earn $500,000 in GCI. Gotcha. Um, and that's actually the way that I became an Icon agent uh, here at EXP. Uh, so I was very excited when I did it. Um, it's, it's, you get, basically you get your cap back. Okay. Um, my $16,000 cap that I paid to EXP, I get back in the form of, of shares of stock. And gotcha. there's a couple of uh, things that you still need to do to qualify. For example, you need to go to the uh, uh, shareholders event and you got, yeah. need to go to the, the big uh, uh, company uh, event every year. Um, and you need to give back. Okay. Yeah. I love this. I love the fact that in order for you to get some of that $16,000 back, you must mm -hmm. give back. Yeah. Okay. No, I love that. And, yeah. and I, I know they give you a few different ways to give back. So like, what is the way that you're currently giving back to hit that qualification? Great. Um, I gave back at the shareholder event when I, uh, gave a talk on how to do seller webinars. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but it's basically being of service to the other agents to show them strategies and tips on how they can succeed. Maybe you're on a panel with other agents. Maybe you're teaching something that you do that's unique to you that other people can learn from. But gotcha. it's hard to get some high producing agents to, mm -hmm. to do that. You yep. know, for some, I'm like, I've always been a trainer. I train a bunch of agents, so I like yep. doing it. But I get that it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And a lot of icon agents, high producing agents might not feel comfortable um, giving away secrets like that. But at yeah. EXP, it, it, is, it, is, um, it is looked at as such a positive thing that they want to support you and, and say, it's okay to do that. Yeah. We're going to even pay you to do it, basically. <laughs> no, I, I love that. So now that you're at EXP, you've gotten this icon award. Like, when did you officially hit icon status? Um, we came aboard in... April 15th of 2019. Okay. And I became icon status, I think in March of 2020. Okay, perfect. So when they gave you that $16,000 in stock, maybe like 12 and you know, different portions or however it was split up eight and four and however you ended up breaking it out, depending on how you hit your metrics. Like whenever you got that, um, what was the stock price at roughly? Would you have to take it? Oh guess? my goodness. I do. Uh, the average stock that I bought, I was just looking at this the other day, it was like $8.40 a share. Wow, that's crazy. Because I have behind my screen right here, um, today's stock, and I believe, I don't want to misquote it here, but I believe today it wrapped up at right at $42.05. Yeah. So nearly five times ROI on yeah. that $16,000. Yeah, but that, and that's only the 16. That's not even the stuff that I purchased using 5% yeah. of my closed commissions. Yeah, so well, if you're looking at just your company dollar, you made nearly five times return on investment and that's not even counting anything else that you chose to buy at a discount. Yeah, that's it, it has made my wife so happy, okay? <laughs> to, to have this all of a sudden stock account with a couple hundred thousand dollars in it, um, that is, uh, you know, would not have existed. Yeah. Had I stayed at KW, it just wouldn't. Yeah. 
No, I love that. And I think a lot of people might go, well, Justin, I'm not, uh, you know, I don't care about the money and things like that, but I'll tell you, um, a lot of things in business and life become a lot easier when you have a little bit more cushion. Yeah. And I think, and you're not doing anything differently from what I understand. You're still farming, you're still selling homes, you're still mentoring your agents and you literally are just plugging in, in a new culture, a new system. And that was the difference in hundreds of thousands of dollars for you. Totally. And the other thing, the cool thing about EXP too, is you can get involved as deep as you want. Okay. Yeah. You can adopt all their systems or you can choose not to, it doesn't really matter. You yeah. know? And I think oh. that's important because a lot of real estate agents, you know, we are, we are entrepreneurs. I mean, that's why we got into this. Um, yeah. So to be able to do it, quote, your own way is important for some agents and you have the ability to do that. No, I love that. I love that. So what are kind of your guys' goals now? Obviously, you know, EXP is an up and coming market in LA and that's going to keep growing. So like as a team, what are your guys' team goals um, focused on? You know, do you guys have any volume goals, unit goals, or what is your goal as a team? Is it to be a bigger team or kind of tell me what's the, what does the team look like? Well, the, t the team looks like right now, eight agents in different parts of the city. Yep. So we have like, think Venice and think right. Um, Highland Park and think Glendale and think so every little neighborhood has a think blank neighborhood and obviously the idea is to grow laterally with other agents but also to increase awareness in the EXP in Los Angeles because it is such an unserviced uh, city for its size mm -hmm. and and Los Angeles has always been a tough nut to crack to be to for example yep. it took a long time for Keller Williams to really become uh, a, a thing here in Los Angeles. Yeah. But when it did, when it reached that tipping point, it blew up. Yeah, no, and that I, makes sense. I 100% agree and know that that's going to happen with EXP. It is, uh, it is happening left and right. I love that. I love that. I mean, you're kind of at the start of it. So talk to me now about like um, people partnering with you, because I'm sure there's people out there that have partnered with you guys in other forms or fashions, even if they're not like perfect for your team. So what does that look like in your world? Like if someone goes, hey, Dave, I love your energy. I love what you're doing. I want to partner with you, but maybe I'm not a great fit to be on your team. How does EXP allow you to still kind of partner with them in an unofficial way? of them being so, on your team? So beautifully. I have attracted agents to EXP from Los Angeles who, you know, they, they love what I do with my team, yep. but they don't want to be a think agent. And I get it. Gotcha. Well, yep. they can still join EXP and I can still share with them all the things that we do that allows, that will allow them to be successful because gotcha. if they join EXP, I want them to succeed. Mm -hmm. And then again, that's something that all EXP agents kind of share is we want yep. to support the other agents. So like right now I have, 30, 35 people that are beneath me in, in the EXP. And that's growing, you know, daily, you know, weekly. No. So, that's awesome. Know, that's awesome. It's, it's something that you just can't even, if you just put a little effort in it, you get such a big return and you yeah. can't stop it. Yeah. EXP no. is coming. No, I love that. It's coming. One, whether you like it or not, it is, uh, totally. it's, it's coming. You can get on the train or not, but you can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. So as we kind of wrap up here, one kind of last question we ask everybody um, is first off, we really appreciate your time because we know you're busy. We know you got a lot of things you could be doing right now. And I think that just shows EXP's collaboration. But as a high producer at your level, 
making the income you're making, the amount of time you spend and dedication, sweat and tears. Like, how do you stay sane? Like, what is an activity or like, what is something that you can share with our audience that you do to kind of unplug and make sure that you kind of, you know, don't burn out? Yeah, good question. You know, it's, it's been a weird year, obviously, with COVID. We're not able to do the things that we've used, that we used to do. Um, we are redoing our backyard right now and, and uh, kind of just because of COVID, we don't go out to dinner anymore. There's a lot of things that we just aren't doing the same way. Uh, but I think we've found a new love for our home. <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're, we're fortunate enough and blessed to have a, a big house. Okay, we have a nice big house. So we're not squashed, thank God. Um, but really just appreciating that, deciding to put effort into, into that and, and fixing it up a little bit and doing some things that we wanted to do. Because we're not going on vacation. You know, we didn't go to Europe this year. <laughs> so there's other things that we need to be doing. I um, love that. I love that. Yeah. So it, it, it sounds like uh, you guys are, um, once it kind of opens back up, EXP is going to allow you. That's what's interesting for you is you really haven't been at EXP a lot when the world's been open. Um, so I'll be really interested to see the flexibility that EXP gives you um, as you travel and do things like that and still can operate your business in such a seamless manner. Yeah, well, we're looking forward to it. I love that. I love that. Well, I, I would love for you as we kind of wrap up here, if you could just repeat, where are your guys' main service areas? I know you mentioned them a little bit earlier, but, but like, uh -huh. where can people serve you? If they want to partner with you at eXp, I'll have a link down below of where they can contact you at. Um, but as far as like referrals and real estate business, no matter what brokerage you're at, if you want to send Dave a referral for the Los Angeles area, like where are your guys' main locations? Right. Well, Los Angeles is a big city. Yep. Um, we have eight agents that kind of surface, service it from the beach over in Venice as far into Pasadena um, and into the San Fernando Valley, Hollywood, Los Feliz. Um, so pretty much that central area. We have another person in, in Southern Los Angeles. So we kind of got you covered. If you have somebody for the LA market, which was the intention of Think Real Estate. So, you know, if you're thinking about Los Angeles, Think real estate, okay? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Dave, I just want to say once again, we really appreciate your time and uh, you joining us today. Justin, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, as always, guys, until next time, we're signing off from the Icon Podcast. As always, if you have a question for Dave or myself, feel free to reach out the contact information and below. And until next time, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week.